is Easter special, y'all. Welcome. Me and the world. He told me, he said, trust me and just take my hands. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Me and the World podcast. Like, I really want to just make this a relaxing moment like a relaxing podcast you know because i believe there's 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 something in my heart right now there is something in my heart and i wanted to go to bed and it's just like but i gotta talk about this and the topic of the day is grace as you've read you know it's 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 grace and i'll just love to share with you what i learned today when i went to church um i remember when we we were in the book of Yes, I remember. I did not look at my notes, you guys. I remember. Matthew chapter 27. And it was when Pilate was, you know, right there talking talking about Jesus and Barabbas and how people were, like, calling on him to get, to get crucified. And, you know, the best part about that was that he did not say anything. When you look at 1 John chapter 4, where it, it describes love. It describes the whole love idea you know god is love and whoever does not have love in them does not have god in them it it talks about all of that and when you look at the verses like 25 okay i I'm, i do not have my bible open so i'm just saying these words because i believe it's the verses and it just says that the lord did not retaliate however he entrusted his life to the one who judges and that right there just makes me not sad okay not sad it makes me happy indeed that jesus did not retaliate like he said yes to the cross um but it just makes me wonder like do we have the same faith and it's so interesting to me how god does not ask us to have the same faith however to build ourselves in him because the moment he's in it we don't even have to think about any other thing because our minds are renewed you know they're transformed and they're made according they're they're holy they're made holy yeah but anyways um talking also talking about retaliating right i read isaiah 53 and it was talking about the suffering and the glory of the son of man and when i tell y'all i read that i read those verses and it was talking about how they disfigured his body like all those lashes and everything and i'm not saying this to give you an imagery i'm saying this because you would see the amount of blood that everybody saw you know and probably the people who were surrounding jesus and obviously the women were crying but those who really wanted him dead those who really wanted him gone were laughing they were scorning at him they were like you know they were very they were being mocked mockery like there was very mocky mocking and it's tough it's tough to see god go through that but he didn't stop you know he didn't send six thousand angels to save him he didn't ask the heavens to open and flood the whole earth and flood the whole place like he didn't do any of that and that's that's the amount of love that is in him that is the amount of love that is in god is that he still did not give up even when you look at the garden of gethsemane he he was crying you know and i and i believe it wasn't crying because of torture or because of death 
Oh, now listen to this part, okay? I believe that God was crying. Jesus was crying in the Garden of Gethsemane because he'd have to leave the disciples. He'd have to leave these people that, you know, he has seen them grow in their faith. And some didn't, some did. But he saw and witnessed these 72 men going out into the world. He witnessed these 12 men grow, you know, from fishermen to these people who were asking questions, who are being silly in the communication as they're sitting on the table and taking and eating Passover. Like, I believe that was a sorrow within him. Like, he had to leave. He had to. He had to go. Death didn't faze him. We know that. You know, and we know that nobody could have stopped his death because he didn't want anybody to stop his death. Even Peter, when he came, was like, you know, I won't deny you or I'll fight with you. Or or in the garden when they were arresting Jesus. Oh, yeah. And Peter cut the ear. It's either, yeah, was it Peter? I believe it was. It, he cut the ear and was like, Peter, Peter, like, you know, those who kill by the sword, they'll, they'll die by the sword. And it was just like, you don't have to do all that. And Jesus did what? Jesus showed love to that person, showed love to that soldier and took the ear and placed it back like nothing ever happened he placed it back and he went with the guards and you could see how much love it took for jesus to do that hey yo i'm going to the cross i'm going to i'm going before men who hate me men who are gonna make a a thorn crown men who are gonna beat me up and what did he choose to do to this soldier he chose to heal him he chose to love him. Not only him, but when you also look at Barabbas, like Barabbas was set free. Who knows how many years Barabbas was in there? Who knows? And nobody knows if he had faith or not. But like you could just see God. You could see God's character in Jesus. And you would see the relationship he decided to form. You know, he was very truthful. He was very loving. And I bet the relationship with the disciples he held so dearly because you know we are silly sometimes (laughs) and i know that's a funny thing but we are silly sometimes and and i believe god wants to meet us where we are you know god also laughs if y'all didn't know that he laughs and he's kind he's compassionate and don't get me wrong god is a god gets angry too you know there's god's wrath too there's god's judgment too don't like do not leave that aside because that's that makes who God like those things are what make God it's his character it's who he is and when we comply to his ways and comply to his love babes babes we're thriving we're thriving that like roots going to seek water from the nearby river like that's how we are and so yeah it's back to the garden of um gets to me like or the mount of olive where he was praying <laughs> he was he was letting it all out you know it's like god take this cup for me i don't think it was because of it was because of death he did he wasn't fearful of death and when you look at his prayers in john chapter from chapter 14 okay that's where it starts from chapter 14 or chapter 16 or 15 okay like just john in the tens okay just john in the tens 
it shows the great deep love that Jesus had for his disciples. Jesus has for us. Starting from the prayer, starting from saying, hey, we're one, okay? Me and God, we're one. That makes you and me one. That makes you with God one. So, you know, he involved all of us. He involved all of us in his family. And so the fact that he had to leave his family and join with the other family, it's hard. It's not impossible. It's hard. And when he was crying in the garden, the angels had to comfort him. And you wonder, like, why in the world are the angels comforting him? Not because then, yeah, then that absolutely shows you that it wasn't because of death. It was because he he needed companions. He needed his disciples to be there with him. And then you look at John chapter, was it 14? I'm not sure. Where it says he's going to prepare rooms for us in, in the Father's house. When I read that verse, when I read those verses, that chapter, it just tells me there's hope. Like, there's hope. There has to be hope. You know, in all that we do in this life, in all the sorrows that we go through, there's, there's a place in my father's house, in his father's house. There's a place, and he'll come back, he'll come back. That's the promise. And his grace is sufficient. To keep us throughout this world. <laughs> yes, the world is falling, but His grace, His grace is there. His grace is present. His grace was present, still is. And so, yeah, back to how they were torturing Jesus and how Isaiah talked about it. You know, it was not surprising news that there will be a king who's gonna come and die for us. There's gonna be a king who will tear down the the curtain that separated the most holy place with us. Now there's no curtain, now there's no separation, but there is Jesus. And Jesus does not want separation. If Jesus came to meet us where we are, what makes you think that he's going to be the first person to chase you away? And if it is, please, please erase that from your minds. Please don't, don't know, okay? (laughs) Because he did that so that we can see that he did that out of love and if love prompted him so much so that means he wants us that means he wants us in his household that means those rooms that he went to prepare they were for us and they're always going to be for us and so yeah some of us don't really get to see the big picture of grace Especially when God reveals it to many, you know. And sometimes God reveals it to many and many live that grace out but yet decide to turn away from it. God died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross. Not to condemn you. And I think, oh, that's the hardest part too. Like, I've always lived that life of condemning other people. And at the age of 17, God struck me with the statement of... Why are you condemning them when I haven't even condemned you? You know, God struck me with that. And I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) Snap. And God struck me with a lot of things, too. And I pray that he keeps on striking me with things because that's a form of discipline. That's a form of teaching. You know, he's teaching me to grow spiritually. He's teaching me to 
lean on him more than my insights or the insight that the world gives me. So, yeah, on the cross, he didn't die to condemn you. He didn't die to say you're the worst. He died to show you that there is sin. And even though you might feel like you are the worst, you're not. Why? Because I'm here. Because I am hanging on that cross. Because at the end of the day, Joseph is going to take me out of this this cross and the women are going to cleanse me. They're going to wrap me up in the clothes, you know. And on the third day I will rise. And oh death, where is your sting now? Mm. I think that verse is so good. Where is your sting now? Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. That's how the song goes. And don't forget this song, the special one. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yes, Jesus loves me. And it's all true. There's a reason that curtain was broken. There's a reason why the cross was there. There's a reason why the tomb was empty. There's a reason why in the Old Testament, God planned it. There's a reason why the Holy Spirit is living within us, reminding us, being with us, being for us. And guiding us and guarding us and speaking to us. There's a reason why there just has to be revival. There's a reason. God ultimately finished it. And my sister told me this tonight as she was giving me dating advice. And if y'all want some, I'll tell you. Um, And I might collab with her. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. She said... God is important to me because he showed me that we are humans. He showed us of our humanity. Like, and not only did he do that, he says, I will be here to help you. I will be here to guard you. And I'll be here to walk with you. And that's, that's the reason why God is important. Like, obviously, you can list down so many. I know I'm taking, like, long pauses, but you could search, like you could list down so many characteristics of God. You know, so many. But that one thing of how he came to show us our humanity and that we have fallen short. Again, not to condemn us. No, 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 no. Don't, don't get it wrong. But to save us. But to say, I am going to be your antidote. I'm going to be your medicine. Eh? Medicine in a teacup. Yeah, I, I, Jesus is the guy. <laughs> Jesus is the man. Mm, the, the medicine. He is the medicine. And so, yeah, you know, for all our fallen shorts of 
the glory of God. But while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. Now there is peace between me and God because Jesus stood there. And in hope there is no shame. These are the promises of God. These are, this is the grace of God. You did not earn it. You will not earn it. You Let me tell you something real quick. Let me tell you the honest truth that I've learned, right? Is that no matter what I do, no matter how hard I work, no matter how hard I try to prove something to God, it won't please Him. It won't. Like I can do 10 push-ups just for God to notice me. Okay. It won't. I can go dance for the whole church and worship the whole church. Okay. But the moment, like I learned, the moment the heart is intentional with the presence of God, and you know that His presence is intentional, and His words are intentional, it changes everything. Like, everything that you do will just be amazing to Him. (laughs) And my sister said this, like, Walk every day asking God, how can I please you? And you know God doesn't ask a lot from you. God doesn't say, hey, I need you to like work out every day and I'll be happy with you. Like do this every day. No, no, no. That's why it was never works, right? It, it, it never will be works. It was, it's always about the heart. Is my child, my child, do you see me? You know that I'm here. Do you know that you don't have to struggle to be saved? Do you know that you do not have to struggle to have laughter and joy in your life? Do you know that? Because I'm here. Because my presence is here. Because I am God. Because my word is alive and active. Like sharper than any double-edged sword. Because I am present. I am alive. Do you notice me? Do you know that I died on the cross? Some of y'all might not know that, okay? And if you guys are new and you do not know that Jesus died on the cross, he did. For the whole world. Not leaving anybody behind for the whole world. Whosoever comes to him will receive salvation. And the best part of this is that it's, it's, it's easy. Like, God made it so easy for us. He made it so simple that you do not even have to pay anything. You do not... Oh, that reminds me of chapter 55 of Isaiah. It says, like, come to me who, you are, th- who are thirsty. You know, do not buy bread for I will give it to you freely. Like, that's the word of God. You know, like, he gave it so freely. It is tough, but he says, I'll give you joy. When you walk, I'll give you joy. You know, when you're doing your things, I'll give you peace. Know and remember that I am your God. Jesus paid it all. And it was through grace that we have been saved. And so grace is yours if you take it. It is a gift. It is like a Christmas gift. You take it, it's yours. And all you got to do is use it, right? Use the grace of God. 
not for evil, not for your own purposes, but for what it's meant to be. Again, like a Christmas gift. You get a shirt, you wear it as a shirt. You walk, like you, you take care of it because it was a gift from a parent or, you know, your grand-grandma. And you wear it. You wear it with confidence. Knowing that I know the person who will give it to me is so valuable. And so I will treat it with value. So it's the same way with grace. Take it. Open it. Walk with it. Pray in it. And know that the Holy Spirit is there soon. To help you. To accompany you. Because when Jesus rose. Oh best believe he gave us the best gift. (laughs) And that's the Holy Spirit. Best believe it. His grace was there. The Holy Spirit was They were all there. So yes. My brethren. My sister and brothers. In Christ. Grace is free. It's it's free. Y'all have it. Have y'all ever, you know, my mom would say, my African mom <laughs> would be like, Kisa, like, eh, eh, you think, you think everything is free, eh? She would say that, and I'm so sorry I'm imitating my mom, but like, hey. And then my dad would be like, my daughter, not everything is free in the world, eh? Nothing is free. That's what my dad would say. And you look at the eyes of the Father, you look at the grace of God, and you're speechless because it's free. All that my African mom and dad were nagging about, I finally found a free gift. I finally found something free. And it's Jesus. He's free. I can have him for the rest of my life. Until the day he comes back, I can still have him. And walk, walk with grace, walk with God, because in him there's peace, there's joy, there's purity, there's trust, there's love, love, love. And for those who are in in relationships right now, and this is just like a side note, you guys are in a relationship right now, and y'all are not happy, and you know for sure God is not in it, leave, please leave, go away, go. And talk to God. Let God lead you in his grace, in his wisdom. Step into the grace of God. That's a side note. As I was talking about with my sister, um, about relationships. Yeah. Go. Because what God has in store for those who trust him, friends, it's bigger. Bigger than what you, yeah, you could never imagine. It's bigger. I'm just saying. And yeah, that's all I have for you. Grace paid it all. Jesus paid it all. His blood. He's healed now, everybody, okay? So relax, relax. <laughs> He's healed. He is well. He is sitting on the right hand of God. He is present with me right now. So don't worry, okay? He's good. <laughs> He's fit, like fit, fit. Okay, he's fit. Don't worry about it. He's already crushed Satan. You know, he's going to come and crush Satan on our feet. Don't worry about it. But, yeah. Grace is living. God is living. His word is living and active. Amen.
just dance. Just dance. <laughs>